Companies are rapidly moving to the cloud, and modern businesses are operating faster with the myriad of SaaS tools in their day-to-day -day operations. Provisioning resources has been easier than ever. With a few clicks, you can spin up resources in any part of the world. While we all love the cloud because of the scalability it offers, assets can quickly pile up with every user, bucket, repository, and resource. Keeping resources secure and compliant grows in complexity with every cloud service and SaaS application utilized. Resmo is a continuous cloud and SaaS asset visibility, security, and compliance solution. DevOps, DevSecOps, and security teams can leverage Resmo to automatically audit resources, mitigate risk, and answer security and compliance questions in minutes. Sarat Khan is the co-founder at Resmo, and he joins us today. This episode is hosted by Alex Debris. Alex is the author of the DynamoDB book, The Comprehensive Guide to Data Modeling with DynamoDB, as well as the DynamoDB Guide, a free guided introduction to DynamoDB. He runs a consulting company where he assists clients with DynamoDB data modeling, serverless architectures, and general AWS usage. You can find more of his work at alexdebris.com. All right, Serhat John, welcome to Software Engineering Daily. Thanks for having me, Alex. Absolutely. So you're someone I've known over the years. Um, you know, you're an AWS community hero and done a lot in the AWS and serverless and, and space like that. Uh, for those that don't know you, can you give us a background on, on your history over the last couple of years and what you're up to now? Uh, sure. So um, let me begin with Opsgenia. I think that was the like, most significant time uh, of my career. So I joined Opsgenia as a founding engineer. Uh, about eight, uh, seven-ish years ago. Uh, so I was a developer. I did a lot of uh, things within the platform team, integrations team, and worked on the DevOps team for a while. And then I became a technical evangelist, so I was interested in speaking at events. You know, I, I was writing a lot of blogs, content. So I became a technical evangelist, traveled around the world. Um, so within that period of time, I became an AWS hero. Uh, so I was doing a bunch of stuff around AWS, um, helping the local community as well as the global community, like being part of it. Um, and I was also talking like uh, about DevOps a lot uh, because, you know, Opsgenie was an on-call management solution, you know, for DevOps team. So that was like my main thing. Uh, so I uh, was present in many DevOps days. So I became uh, part of the global core team. Uh, so I helped DevOps days uh, organize events, especially around Europe uh, and EMA region right now. Um, so um, after the Atlassian acquisition, so Atlassian acquired Opsini about four years ago. So after the acquisition, I continued my role as a technical evangelist there uh, for about three more years. Uh, so then uh, with my co-founder, Mustafa, uh, he was the SRE architect at uh, Atlassian uh, Opsini. Uh, so we founded Resmo together uh, almost about a year ago. Um, so uh, like uh, we are uh, like fortunate to be back on the startup stage. We really love it uh, so far. Yep, absolutely. And I'm glad to see you back there, too. And uh, last year, I saw you in reInvent. You were talking about Resmo. You sort of just announced it. Can tell us what Resmo is, what's, what problem it's solving. Sure, sure. Um, so um, I think it's always good to know the story behind Resmo. So obviously, with Mustafa, uh, we were looking to build something together. Uh, that was the first thing. But um, the problem actually came from um, 
our experience at integrating Obscenia and Atlassian. So uh, especially Mustafa, uh, you know, he was as an SRE architect, he, uh, we had a lot of AWS accounts at Obscenia and a lot of different uh, SaaS tools. Uh, and so uh, integrating with Atlassian uh, was, you know, it, it was uh, a lot of compliance work. So uh, there was a lot of uh, like compliance requirements that required uh, us to extract, you know, asset information from AWS as well as different SaaS tools. Um, uh, things like um, Bitbucket, Slack, whatever we are using. I mean, it was literally uh, taking a snapshot of the environment, maybe taking an image and uploading to a Jira ticket. It was very manual. And again, like we had a lot of AWS accounts. So for every developer, we had an AWS account, which meant we had a lot to uh, cover in terms of compliance. So it was very complex. So uh, we figured, I mean, we could make this very easy uh, by you know bringing all this complexity into one tool and making it very easy to query this asset information around your AWS accounts as well as your SaaS accounts. So that's what we are doing. Like we are simplifying your uh, asset visibility and security by uh, integrating with one-click integrations with things like AWS, uh, AWS uh, Azure, GCP, as well as SaaS tools like um, Slack, Jira. Um, uh, we have about 40 integrations right now, and the number is increasing every day. And it in even includes tools like uh, Cynic, um, GitHub, uh, a bunch of others. Awesome. Yeah. And when you say compliance, are these like uh, official compliance frameworks like, like PCI and SOC or something like that? Or is it just in companies' internal compliance? Or what, what's, what's going on there? So uh, right now, we don't strictly focus on compliance. So um, we focus on uh, collecting the asset data from all these tools. So we look at the insight, like from the API, whatever we can collect. We collect things like, for example, users. Like you get to see, uh, for example, if you have a select user uh, disabled two-factor authentication, for example, you can get an alert for that using RESMA. Or if uh, someone makes a GitHub repository public, for example, you get an immediate alert if that happens. Um, uh, and you can query all these things using SQL. So um, uh, it can be uh, pretty much anything. On the compliance side, uh, the asset information is really uh, the foundation of these you know, uh, compliance questions, like the compliance questionnaires. You can answer pretty much uh, any questions there. So right now, we uh, like automate CIS uh, benchmark uh, for AWS and GCP, for example. Uh, but really, our main focus is giving you uh, the complete visibility of your environment, all the assets you have in your modern environment. Uh, that's uh, really our focus. And you can query this data, create dashboards, and we do have like uh, dashboards, like for example, users dashboard, where you can clearly see which users have in, you know, are in which tools and whether they have MFA enabled, which ones have admin privileges, things like this. Um, that, that's awesome. Where? You what kind of companies or what kind of people are, are adopting? Is it, is it enterprises, is it startups, is it CIOs, is it engineering managers? Who's really sort of um, interested in this sort of thing? Sure, uh, so our uh, main focus is right now SMBs. So uh, a lot of uh, small and medium-sized businesses are using Resma already. Uh, so they have a lot of uh, you know, uh, accounts in uh, cloud. Uh, it can be AWS or others. Um, and they have a lot of like SaaS users. So just to give you an example, so we started and after starting like uh, after three months, we uh, looked at the SaaS tools that we use and it was like 30 different tools. And you had to use all of them. Like you had 
you know, uh, all of them, you know, solve some specific problem. And uh, for us, even as a small team, it was really hard to get visibility. Like, what's happening? You know, that team is using this tool. What is happening? Like, security team has no visibility. So, depending on the customer size, uh, like uh, the employee uh, base of the company. Um, our users are either DevOps engineers or security engineers, like hands-on security engineers. And they usually love the product because it's uh, very familiar for them. It's like a DevOps tool, very uh, easy to use, uh, hard, you know, easy to automate, easy to get insights from. Um, like you can start a free trial on esma.com with just you know a couple of clicks uh, and you don't need to speak with a salesperson like uh, three uh, sales calls and you get an offer that's not what we do right now so you know our focus is just simplifying the security for uh, these you know SMBs modern uh, modern teams that are looking to uh, solve this problem very easily and very cost efficient way. Awesome. And in terms of interacting with Resmo, is it is it more exploratory type stuff? I'm sort of doing this, um, writing these queries and doing it, or is it more like, hey, setting up alerts where if if a new user is created without that two-factor out that example you had before, I get an alert, or what's that look like? So uh, our first initial goal, I mean, so you uh, can, uh, you know, you are onboarded to Resmo within uh, less than five minutes. That's that was our goal from the beginning. So it's uh, I think all of them are like one-click integrations. And even if like they, uh, the, the platform, the SaaS tool, for example, they don't offer a, an application like uh, one-click integration, uh, it's just a copy and paste an API key. And we only get read-only access to these tools, so that's also important. And once uh, you configure integration, again, like it just takes a minute or two, um, within less than five minutes. So you have the complete uh, asset inventory, resource inventory. Uh, so uh, you know, you know, you may have some assets scattered around different regions, different AWS accounts, uh, different SaaS tools. So you get to see what you have within a couple of minutes. And we give you a risk score, like uh, these assets are risky, so you should focus on these. So the thing, one of the things that we do differently is we allow you to dig deeper. So uh, you get, you know, you know that this alert is risky, but what, which change caused this? I mean, what was the change uh, that uh, made this asset risky? So we collect all the changes so you can see the history of every change to every asset. Uh, and uh, you can dig deeper using SQL or free text search. So uh, we start with SQL. That's great because uh, if you know what you're looking for, you can say select start from S3 buckets, select start from select users. Then we brought in something called abstractions where you can just say select start from users where MFA is enabled, for example, MFA is disabled. So uh, sometimes you don't know which user you are looking for, which tool you are looking for, so you can do it easily. So the other use case that emerged with the customer feedback was that I have no idea what I'm looking for. I just want to look for, for example, Sarhat. Uh, and uh, you, you just type, type Sarhat and we can list you every asset related to Sarhat. And that's great for onboarding. That's great for um, looking at the, like finding out assets, like for example, with a specific IP address, uh, whatever you are using. So we support both. So uh, we allow uh, our customers to dig deeper, although we give out of the box in size. Awesome. And just to give people a, a size of the scope, you know, I know this is going to be hard, but if, if I sort of sign up, log in, maybe we have five or eight or something SaaS services, what's the number of assets we're talking about if I have my AWS, GitHub, you know, Stripe, things like that? Like, what, what's the general range of number of assets it will probably be looking at in Resmo? So that's a great question, and, and that also affects pricing, obviously. Uh, so. Um, one of the things that we are proud of is that uh, our customers on average uh, connect about 10 different tools. So uh, it's not just AWS. I mean, they want to have complete visibility into their assets. Um, so uh, for example, for an AWS account, uh, if it's an empty account, it, you know, we get about uh, 3K different resources. 
So um, for some like uh, fast, let's say, changing resources, or they may have a lot of history. Uh, we do have, uh, we only get uh, these assets uh, based on the change history that we provide, so it can differ based on customer, but for example, for 30-day change history, uh, we get, uh, we keep the uh, history uh, for all these assets for 30 days, and for like fast-changing things, uh, we also collect the last 30 days for this, you know, change period. So, um, it's very, uh, you know, it sounds complex when we talk about change history, but uh, at Techlands, I mean, it's usually for an AWS accounts three to five k resources. But if it's very overloaded, like uh, for example, if, if a lot of developers are uh, using that specific account, maybe you know the staging or developer accounts are just one environment. It can be uh, more than that. Uh, but overall, I think with a couple of uh, SaaS tools as well as a cloud solution, uh, it's usually about ten uh, k resources uh, up to twenty k resources uh, for small uh, businesses. Nice. And um, so if I'm querying this via SQL or, or free text search, is that querying a, a real-time live view of the services or are you sort of periodically scanning, caching that in your databases and that's what I'm, I'm going after? So that, that, that's correct. So we are a SaaS-based solution, so we keep the data uh, on our site. Um, so that's why we really care about security. I can talk about that later. That's important for us. So we do a lot of things on that. Um, so we keep the data on our site, also the changes as well. Um, and uh, again, like, so we look at the changes, uh, find out what changed and keep a record of it. So you can even query the changes, like list my select star from S3 bucket changes and we will list you all the changes made to your S3, uh, for example. Nice. How, how often are you scanning and is it, is it like periodic or is, it, or is there some like event driven where you maybe can get web hooks or notifications on that? Uh, that, that that's a great question. So, um, for example, for things like GitHub uh, or Google Workspace or Slack, uh, they do offer webhook support. So we integrate through webhook. So uh, our goal is to catch events in a timely manner and uh, we can let you know if something changes at most 10 minutes. So uh, if we can get through webhooks, we do that so it's real time. For those, we cannot, uh, we do 10 minute polling period, so it's uh, a 10 minute uh, um, detection time and uh, we run the rules like security rules uh, once we detect the change immediately. So it's usually 10 minutes. Awesome, ten, that's, even 10 minutes is like way faster than I would have, I would have expected like twice a day or something like that. That's pretty cool to- Yeah, yeah, that. actually like that's also like, we consider this as one of our differences. Like I think it's, uh, important to um, notify uh, the, about these changes, you know, uh, as soon as they happen. Like uh, one day is, you know, it's, it's too late for a lot of security vulnerabilities, uh, a lot of security problems. So we go a bit aggressive on that front. Yeah, cool. Tell you, you mentioned security. Tell me, and that's just being a core part of it. How do you how do you think about security? What what's been hard or interesting about sort of uh, managing this security? So, uh, as you know, uh, a lot of uh, customers, especially in US, they look for SOC 2 compliance. Uh, so we, I mean, as a like uh, as, as a startup, you know, uh, just which is one year old. So we started our SOC 2 journey very early. Uh, so we are about to get SOC 2 compliant, uh, SOC 2 Type 1 compliant in a month or two. Uh, so we've been doing you know things on SOC 2 for a while. So that's one thing. I mean. Uh, it, it helps us a lot, like uh, it helps us uh, follow the best practice from day one and half of our team, you know, have SRE backgrounds. So uh, we actually uh, started with some best practices in mind uh, from day one, so that helps us as well. Uh, also with the integration, so we try to get 
uh, access, uh, you know, in terms of access, we try to get read-only access to all these tools. So, for example, just to give you an example, with the AWS integration, we uh, have a, a, we work through assume role policies, and uh, our uh, role is built on top of security audit role, managed role, and that only require, that only gives us access to the describe APIs. So, uh, we only get to access to, you know, the configuration of these assets. We don't get to see what's inside an S3 bucket. We don't get to see what's inside a DynamoDB table. Uh, we only get access to the configuration. And that's same for others. Like, for example, for GitHub, we get access to the repositories configuration, but we don't see the code. We don't, we don't have access to the code. So, um, so the only, like, let's say, we, we have a lot of, like, critical information, obviously, because that helps us, like, uh, give security insights, uh, but we don't have uh, access to the actual user data, and that's uh, an important uh, detail. Nice, nice, and I, I love that y'all are already doing SOC two stuff. That's that's amazing to be doing that um, so young, and, but super important here. Um, in, in terms of like security across these different integrations, I know like each one is different. Are there, uh, I guess, some that are better than others, just in terms of how they manage that access? I, I know you're saying AWS has the describe APIs, and you can just see that. Are there some that are more like, hey, it's it's all or nothing, or what does that look like? So for uh, less well-known tools like I don't I don't know like Google Workspace, Slack, GitHub, uh, or Atlassian Stack, they all offer great support for applications uh, through all like secure authentication mechanisms with like granular permissions. Uh, so uh, we are really comfortable, like uh, they are really easy to integrate with and we can get uh, whatever access we want. Um, and, you know, it's usually, uh, uh, you know, customers, they don't usually complain about the access. Uh, for some others, uh, they may give uh, access at a level like read-only access to the API, write, write access to API. That's also great because we only need read access. Only for like startups, they may have uh, very simple mechanisms where we have to uh, uh, use even like username, password, but that's rare. Uh, that's something that we don't like, but uh, you know, for some old school tools or for some uh, very early startups, uh, we may have to uh, integrate through these mechanisms as well. Uh, but again, like for all the well-known vendors, uh, it's, it's really great uh, to integrate with these tools. And our focus is really on the modern stack uh, even though we do integrate with some um, um, tools that have been you know, out there like for 20 years, uh, we uh, managed to do it very well, uh, partly because at Obscene we had 300 or 300 integrations and uh, we managed that kind of complexity before so we know what it takes to uh, build these integrations. So we bring that experience to RESMO. Awesome. What other issues do you have around um, integrating with with the, all these various different APIs, I don't know, rate limits or, or just different ways you have to handle that. Any other problems that come up with that? Yeah, so uh, rate limit is one thing. So that was like one of the first things that came to my mind as well. Like, uh, so we do have a smart algorithm. Like if we hit a rate limit, we slow down and we play well with the tool. We don't like uh, uh, just start pulling. Uh, that's important. And uh, depending on, for some tools, depending on the uh, pricing plan that customer has, uh, they may have lower limits than others. So uh, for some tools, the API only is available to enterprise plan maybe. So there may be some challenges with the uh, permissions that customer has uh, on the APIs. So we do smart things around those. So uh, if you know they don't have access, we uh, detect that we either uh, stop polling uh, and let the customer know about you know they don't have access to this resource. Uh, or if we hit a rate limit, we slow down and uh, again, like play well with the tool. So that's one thing. I mean, so um, 
other than that, I mean, for some tools, especially on the security side, so that's like, again, like uh, sometimes it's hard to get access to these tools uh, because we wanna like, uh, you know, bring in all the assets together that include security tools as well. Uh, we um, may, you know, we try to get access and get a demo account, for example, or have our own account. Um, we sometimes even pay for the account just to develop the integrations. Like some uh, tools, they don't offer like developer-friendly uh, uh, API access, like uh, application access, whatever. So uh, that, that those are the major challenges. Uh, but the, the, the part that we are lucky, I mean, our customers, they use a lot of modern tools. So these modern tools uh, are mostly developer-friendly. So um, at, at least, I mean, so far, like uh, the, all the major players, they really spend a lot of time on developer experience, so it was a breeze to develop these integrations. Nice. When you're when you're making a new integration, do you ever like work closely with the company, or is it is it you know API driven enough that you like you can just create your own account, like you're saying, and, and go? So um, uh, for uh, again, like modern tools, like we don't even have to speak with the vendor. Uh, that's great because we can move faster. We can develop an integration in a week. Like we can put it on production in a week, and with all the uh, definition of done things like documentation, whatever. Like, uh, but that but that's for like small. Uh, let's say um, uh, what what I mean by small is they don't have maybe a lot of uh, APIs. Uh, you know, for AWS, it takes obviously a while because they have a lot of different services and complexity. But for a uh, simple tool, um, it takes about a week. Uh, for uh, more complex tools, it takes a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, because we have a huge backlog, we try to uh, prioritize based on customer feedback. So it's, we ask our customers a lot, like, what, what do you need? Like, we have these integrations on our roadmap. Uh, what, would, what would you like to see uh, right now? Like, so we can focus on those integrations. Um, yeah. yeah, very cool. Can you tell me a little bit about just uh, the architecture of the system? I don't know how much you want to go into it, but like, you know, what are you all running on? What's that look like? What are some challenges you have faced? Sure. So, uh, so my co-founder, you know, is leading, Mustafa is leading the engineering side. So even though like I'm part of the day-to-day -day discussions, I really uh, focus a lot on the product as well as customer success, marketing and sales right now. Um, so. Um, what I can tell is we are fully on AWS. Uh, uh, that's mostly because uh, we have a lot of experience. Like we spent the past decade on AWS. Uh, obviously, we've got credits. <laughs> that's also one great thing about being a startup and on AWS being on AWS. So we've got credits. Um, uh, that's one thing. So we have um, we like follow all the best practices like encryption by default, encryption at rest. So that was from day one. Uh, we have. Um, uh, multi-availability zone setup. We have uh, uh, we, we are hosted on a region in a, uh, in US on AWS, uh, and uh, depending on you know customers' requests, we are also thinking about um, opening another region in Europe. And especially like because of the regulations, uh, some customers uh, want their data uh, stay in you know Europe uh, region. So we may like an option in time, We may uh, open another region in Frankfurt and serve Resmo there. Um, so that's also one of our plans. Uh, it's all automated, uh, you know, infrastructure. Uh, we've got like multiple, uh, we are right now, I think on, um, eight, uh, I think on Fargate, uh, so I'm not exactly sure, but I definitely know that we are uh, on multiple availability zones just for availability. And we do have a couple of databases replicated, like uh, the backups are taken to different regions. 
different, uh, yes, different regions. And we've got accounts, per accounts for developers, so that's like the organization setup um, is, you know, that's the, like one of the best practices. So we separate production environment and developer accounts. Um, and give access to AWS SSO, secure access to AWS SSO to developers. So uh, those are a couple of things I know. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, so one thing you allow is querying by SQL, and, and you know, obviously one of the benefits of SQL is being able to join different things. Um, is it realistic, I guess, do you see where you can actually join things from different services? Are they similar enough? Are they distinct enough that, hey, you're mostly joining within your AWS stuff and within your GitHub stuff? Or like, do you have cross-service uh, type patterns like that? So, so thanks for asking this, by the way, because I forgot to mention, or like it was a detail, I think some for some customers it's important. So uh, first of all, so we do have something called relations. So we can say, for example, this S3 bucket is related to this KMS key, or this S3 bucket is um, uh, tied to this CloudFront distribution, so it's served publicly. So we have the relationships between assets. And we can even say, for example, uh, this CloudFront or DNS record is uh, CloudFront distribution is uh, tied to this uh, domain in Cloudflare or Namecheap. So we can even show cross-tool uh, um, dependencies. And that's really great if you have uh, especially um, multiple systems connected to each other and like t tools like, I mean, DNS tools or even like, for example, just give you, let me give you a simple example. For example, you have your base users in Okta or um, Google Workspace. So you tell us these are my users and you can just say if uh, there is any user in uh, one of the tools like Datadog, Opsgeny, you know, all these tools that we integrate with, if there is any user in these tools that are not in Okta or G Suite, we can let you know within a couple of minutes. So we detect that and we can let you know. So there are like uh, cross-tool uh, queries already built in within uh, Resmo uh, that you can uh, just select within the uh, queries that we provide out of the box, or you can write your own within a couple of minutes, uh, just cross-tool uh, uh, queries. Nice. And, and so those relations you're saying, that's something I'll set up within Resmo. I'll, I'll sort of link these two things together in, in Resmo. So, so uh, yeah, so our approach is, you know, uh, we don't want our users to deal with all this configuration. So we give uh, many of these things out of the box. So you don't have to do anything. Uh, we can detect it automatically. Uh, so once you connect your AWS account, like the rules start running, the relationships already set up, so you don't need to do any uh, manual connection. Uh, it's really like requires a lot of deep knowledge of the environment, so uh, we don't want our users to deal with that kind of complexity. So on the other side uh, is, uh, you know, for some tools like, uh, for example, Bitbucket. So they don't give the email address of the users through the API. So uh, you have to somehow like do a manual linking and maybe say that this Bitbucket or GitHub users uh, related to this email address and we can group those things better. So we are working on these manual linking right now. So it's not present at the moment, but uh, we started working on this. Uh, it's a requirement actually, uh, you know, came from a couple of our customers as well. So uh, you will be able to define uh, relationships and send us custom data soon. Uh, but we, you know, uh, we don't want our users to deal with that kind of, that kind of complexity by default only if they need to for that, you know, custom uh, cases. Awesome, I love it. Do you have, um, I guess like, is there, do you find yourself needing to like educate users on like, hey, use a, a tagging system within AWS to help link these, like almost like early Google, you know, had to be like, hey, to better structure this for search, you know, use these sort of meta tags or, or HTML tags. Do you have that, a similar sort of education thing going on there? Or? 
So we have uh, some, let's say, best practices queries built in RESMO. Uh, so we do have dashboards, like for example, uh, you have, um, uh, we have, for example, a pack called like uh, best, AWS best practices, GitHub best practices, where we offer some uh, out-of-the-box rules for AWS best practices, like tagging, again, like tagging uh, your resources correctly. Um, uh, but we don't really focus on, you know, providing these out of the box right now, our focus is mostly on security side of things. Uh, but you know, we have, you can, for example, with SQL, like you can run group by queries and uh, check that, you know, you have this much, you know, uh, Lambda functions uh, in, uh, how many, many Lambda functions in, uh, in each region, uh, or, you know, get these kind of insights and uh, put this in dashboards and, you know, get an overview of your environment. Uh, like you can make sure that your passwords, your IAM uh, role passwords are rotated every three months. So we give these uh, best practices out of the box, both within, you know, packs and as uh, out of the box queries that you can just uh, click and run. Yeah, I love that. I imagine, you know, like, like you were saying earlier, you're, you're competing with screenshots and, and like spreadsheets and all sorts of, of like manual janky ways to handle these things where now uh, can just be so much more automated to be like, hey, who hasn't rotated their password recently? Make sure that happened or, or MFA or all that stuff. So one thing I can add like, uh, for example, uh, obviously CIS benchmark, for example, it's a well-known like uh, industry-wide applied uh, benchmark, so it's great. And within those benchmarks, you know, uh, there are tools like, for example, Zoom benchmark. And there is no, um, uh, tool automating these benchmarks, but we do. Like, uh, so for example, you, you, there are like a lot of well-known best practices on GitHub. Uh, they list those in, on their web pages, but there is no benchmark for uh, some of these tools, but we do uh, offer packs uh, for these tools as well. So uh, on top of AWS, like you can see how you are doing in your uh, GitHub account uh, or other tools. So um, you can follow best practices uh, in this source as well. And the, the thing is, uh, the other thing is, I mean, we don't know your environment uh, like you, so we have custom packs or custom rules, so you can just drag and drop and build your custom pack as a best practice, and you can just export and see how you are doing over time. So it helps you see your security posture as well as your best practice posture. Awesome, I love that. I wanna talk a little bit more just sort of meta and, 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 and away from product specifically, but about, you know, founding a company and getting into that. So, you know, like you were saying, you're, you're a founding engineer at Optionis, so you're familiar with that startup role. I guess, founding your own company now, what did, what did you learn from, from that experience? Uh, so, uh, it's a great question. So, the, the, the thing is, I mean, so I really loved uh, my time at Optionis and, you know, uh, we were missing those times and we wanted to back on stage. But, you know, I was an engineer and uh, now I realize that I had, you know, limited, um, uh, let's say, view of the complexity that business has. You know, like I, I only saw the product and engineering side of things, but I, I didn't have a lot of uh, visibility into customer success, uh, uh, sales or marketing. Uh, but right now, I have to deal all these like partnerships, sales, like all these, you know, HubSpot, sending, uh, like uh, salaries, like all the things that, you know, uh, even chore work, like uh, doing something in the office um, or like um, like buying a laptop, uh, doing demos, a, a lot of things like uh, designing a web page, like uh, we are doing a lot of things uh, just every day. So I, I really enjoy because it's like constant learning. 
there was uh, I realized that was the uh, thing that I missed from my startup days, and look, I'm I'm living it the fullest like right now because you know it's a startup, uh, so I really like it. But we have a good um, shared responsibility with my co-founder, and uh, without my co-founder, like I wouldn't be able to handle this kind of complexity. So that was like. Uh, uh, one of the things that I'm lucky, like I'm, I'm my co-founder, you know, he's a great engineer as well as a like, product-minded person. So I can, uh, you know, uh, I don't have to think about all the engineering details. Like he can, you know, deal with all this while keeping the product in shape. So I focus a lot on the uh, customer success, sales, and marketing, uh, while I'm also part of the product development. Uh, so we have like a, a good shared responsibility. Uh, so we also had a lot of learnings and opportunities, so we tried to apply uh, the good parts uh, into Resmo, and uh, even from day one, like, we do quarterly reviews with our team, and our team, like, is really, um, you know, half of the team actually are, you know, our ex-co-workers <laughs> from Atlassian, so we know our, you know, uh, team very well, so we have re really good relationships with the team. So we, um, you know, so, for example, just to give you an example, like at Opsini, we were talking with customers a lot, like on Intercom. We were, uh, you know, engineers was part of the, those discussions. So we tried to uh, mimic those experiences. Like, that was great because um, they were developing, I, I, you know, I was developing something, then I was getting the feedback from the customer directly. Like, I knew my uh, code was actually uh, doing something good. Like, someone was using it. So it's a great experience. Like, it's, you know, we are developing something and uh, you know it's actually, uh, used by someone, so we try to, um, you know, have, uh, you know, the same uh, experience in RESMO. Um, so, again, a lot of learnings, a lot of, like, complexity uh, that we are dealing with, but it's very fun. Yeah. Are you uh, completely out of the engineering world, or do you, do you do a little bit of engineering work just to scratch that itch once in a while, or what, how, are you, how are you doing there? So, I'm, uh, I'm sometimes uh, part of the technical discussions, but I don't code uh, right now. Uh, so, but I'm uh, reading a lot of blog posts, a lot of technical content. Uh, I know, uh, so like when I speak with an engineer, like if there's a scalability problem, whatever it is, like I can uh, get on the discussion and uh, because I had like a lot of uh, experience on that front that of Sydney, I can um, talk about those things with an engineer very comfortably. Uh, but uh, that, that those skills help me a lot with the customer uh, meetings, for example, or demos, because they ask a lot of technical technical questions, and I, I already know the details. Even though they are not about uh, Resmo, uh, even if they are about you know they, those questions are about the AWS environment, I uh, or some other tool, uh, often I know the answer, so that helps me a lot. Awesome. Tell us about sort of the state of the company now. Have you have you raised funding? How many employees do you have? What's what's that? At? So we are right now 11 people, uh, and we, on day one, we raised $1.3 million uh, as a pre-seed uh, funding from a VC, uh, and um, we are, right, we have good run rate, so uh, we aren't really rushing, but we are also speaking with VCs, uh, so, uh, I mean, we will see, you know, how it goes. Uh, Again, so we have customers, but we are also still like exploring some of the use cases that you know there are like different use cases from you know customer to customer. So we are developing those you know customer journey, and um, even though we had an idea on like how to speak about our product, it's uh, changing based on different personas. So we are still exploring those things uh, because our market you know is um, um, let's say medium-sized enterprises. 
but we also talk with some enterprises, so we try to you know differentiate those um, uh, approach uh, in a correct way. Let's say um, so. That's you know those are our main focuses right now. Um, yeah, awesome. I love that. I, I love to just see the progress that you made um, in a year. And every time I come back, it looks like there are, there are more and more integrations. What's you know what's on the roadmap in the in the in the next year? What are you focusing on? So uh, we do uh, quarterly uh, goals for the engineering side. Like we have like, let's say these five major things that we want to uh, uh, put into production. And uh, so far we were able to, uh, you know, uh, meet these uh, goals, meet these deadlines. Uh, so that's great. And uh, part of it is, I mean, the integration side, like you mentioned. So we are gonna have uh, next year, I mean, we are going to have like 200 integrations at least. Like, we are really investing on that front and the custom integration as well. Um, so, uh, the other side is we are developing some, let's say, enterprise features. Uh, the part of it, I mean, you have all these assets. Uh, the security team or DevOps team have access. But, um, for example, for the DevOps team, maybe they don't need access to Google Workspace uh, or they don't really, uh, they don't, you know, they shouldn't see uh, maybe Okta users, for example, uh, but, but they need to uh, have visibility into their AWS or other cloud accounts. So we are working on our RBAC role-based access as well as attribute-based access control uh, type of functionality. Um, so uh, that will help more you know, users in the company actually benefit from RESMO because we have unlimited users like for all plans. We want uh, users to actually use RESMO uh, with unlimited queries and all. Um, so, you know, this is one of the major features and we are, we have like uh, for notifications, we have integrations like PagerDT, OpsGenie, uh, emails like uh, Amazon SNS, but we also want to bring in Jira. Uh, so until Christmas, we are bringing Jira. So you will be able to even manually create a, um, a ticket uh, within your uh, Jira. Uh, that's like, I mean, everyone uses Jira or maybe they use ServiceNow. So we have to do this like manual uh, uh, ticket creation, that's like uh, all the enterprises want this, so we are you know, also bringing that. Uh, but we have the API, so the other thing that we are uh, gonna be publishing until um, next year is the API for everyone. Like we are opening our every API to everyone, so uh, a couple of our customers actually wanted to manage their uh, rules and compliance packs using a Terraform. So that's why uh, we are opening our API soon. So those are the major focuses. Awesome, I love to see it. Well, I just think this is something that's that's so uh, so direly needed. Um, you know, just even small teams. You know, like you're saying, are using so many different SaaS services, and and, and managing that is, is hard. So uh, I'm definitely rooting for you, and, and excited to see the, the progress there. Thank you. I mean, so maybe just to add another thing. So uh, next week we are going to be in general availability. So it's a great timing. Uh, so thanks for inviting me again. Uh, so we are also uh, announcing our free plan. So we will have 5K resources, free plan, so that means you can integrate your AWS, GCP, Azure account, whatever you're using, and maybe a couple of SaaS tools, and you will use RESMO for free. Like you don't, uh, there are only limitations around change history and uh, uh, the custom rules and packs, but other than that, you will be able to have your complete cloud and SaaS asset, in, asset inventory within RESMO without paying anything because we know for early stage, this may not be a requirement if there is no compliance uh, requirements going on. Uh, so uh, we want to give RESMO for free. When they need it, they can pay, but uh, they can uh, use the product to get insights um, out of the box uh, without uh, you know, spending a lot of time 
building these or these sort of things using scripts. So just you know, use it for free if you are a startup. If you are bigger, just uh, you know uh, you can uh, also it's very cost effective, so you can uh, move on to or change to a paid paid plan. Awesome. I love that. So we're recording this in, in mid-October 2022. So if you're listening to this, it's, it, the, the, it's probably already generally available. Free tier is available. So go check it out. That's resmo, R-E-S-M-O dot com. Uh, Serhat, thanks for coming on. For people that want to find out more about you or get in touch with you, how, what's the best way to find you? So they can uh, either reach out to me on Twitter, like S-R-H-T-C-N, or our uh, corporate account, Resmayo. Um, or on LinkedIn, Sarhat Jan, uh, they can add me, and uh, I'm happy to connect. And I will be at Rainment, AWS Rainment. So uh, if uh, they're going to be there, I'm happy to meet and you know chat. Awesome. Looking forward to catching up with you there, Sarhat Jan. Thanks for coming on Software Engineering Daily. Thanks for having me, Alex.